Hello, hello, my loves, and welcome to Lioness Podcast. I just finished editing this new episode for you guys, and I just wanted to hop on and create an intro to prepare you for what you are about to experience. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to take a moment to introduce Miss Meg West, my sister, who, um, you know, I just invited her on to just share a perspective on a queer life, on a queer experience, um, what it's like to be a woman looking for freedom and being on the spiritual path, you know? And I wanted to kind of set the scene for you that this is just a show about kind of expanding your mind into a new experience and perhaps receiving the validation or the guidance or the inspiration that you might be needing. And so I just, I really, really honor and appreciate Megan, um, who is not a public figure, for agreeing to come onto the show and share so vulnerably with us so much of her experience. So um, super grateful to you, Meg. Super happy that we had this conversation, and um, I hope that you all enjoy it. Now, before I jump forward there, I do want to disclaim an error in my dates for Spacious Oasis. I just confidently shouted 12th through the 15th. It's 11th through the 14th. <laughs> um, Spacious Oasis is my yoga and meditation retreat that I host with Perry Lane, um, who I've also done a show with. And we host it down in Page, Arizona, near Lake Powell, right in front of the Glen Canyon Dam. It's just this beautiful property pools, hot tubs, campfires. We've got four queen private rooms left for the retreat. Um, you know, daily morning meditations with me, yoga in the afternoons with Perry, connection, high vibe people. We've got Chef Jack cooking all of our food. We do a digital detox, put your phones away, and just soak up the, the present moment, the connection, the being together in that intentional space. So that's coming up in May, and it's it's gonna it's gonna sell out soon so you know if this is an experience you really really want I just want you to get on it reach out to me let me know what kind of room you want um, we've also got an air mattress option that's a lot cheaper and you just have to make a $300 deposit and then the rest of it is due on May 1st and Megan will be there Megan is actually assisting us at the retreat so I put the link for that in the show notes so that you can go see the rooms, the pricing, and the funny thing that might be worth mentioning is that the website, the photos that we have of the property are actually really, really outdated and the whole property has been completely updated. It, it was actually so fun to get there and be like, this is way nicer than it was in the photos. So you might see some awful red carpeting. Carpet's gone. We got nice wood floors now. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I know none of you are coming for the wood floors. You're coming for the, the community and the experience that we're creating for you. So I'm excited to welcome you there. And then the other thing that I just can't not mention is that I am having a sale, a 
gift card sale on my sessions. So whether you want an Akashic Records reading, which are valued at $155 per hour, or if you want a Quantum Reiki self-healing session, which is valued at $111 an hour, I am having a sale for both of these sessions, just $88. And what I'm doing is I'm making gift cards, just like I did last year. You can buy a gift card from me, keep it for yourself. They expire after a year. So it's like, it's your one chance to get it at a discount and your one chance to have it just all year. All of my other packages expire within the month or within the the few months, depending on the container of the package. So not only do you get it at a rate that I never offer readings for, but you also get to keep it for the year until you feel like you need it or give it to someone who you know could use this or maybe even who you know already loves um, receiving my services that way. So I am excited to do this um, just because it's a nice way to, you know, serve, serve as many people as I can. Um, give you an opportunity to try something new if you've been wanting to. If you haven't done a quantum Reiki self-healing session with me, they are just so much of the bread and butter of what keeps me feeling good all the time. And then of course, um, I'm, I think I'm going to do an Akashic Records reading uh, next Saturday for all of you to kind of forecast for the, ne- the new year. So I'll share more with you about that. Now the thing with the gift cards is that I am only going to sell 20 of them. So once those 20 for $88 are sold on my website, it'll just be gone. It'll be over and I'll just be back to my normal pricing for the new year. So I also put the links for both of those for the ARR, Akashic Records Reading, or QRSH, Quantum Reiki Self-Healing Sessions. They're in the show notes if you want to go and buy one for yourself or give a gift to someone else. Okay, I am so excited to just hand this off to a beautiful episode that I made right here in my office with Miss Meg west um open your heart and i hope you learn something new i love you all very much here we go very hot in here and very sunny and I have a real live in-person guest today and I'm so happy my dear friend and student Megan is here with us Megan Hi. Hall why am I thinking Megan West when uh because that was is my that modeling like your name other na- yeah oh, do you should we use your modeling name I mean I go by Meg or Megan so I love it either way yeah okay cool um yeah and 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 well, well, say hello, Megan. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, Jane, thanks for having me here. Yeah. Um, I've been a student of Jane's for a while now. I was like one of her very first students. I went into a meditation class not knowing what I was going to get and very, um, very critical of what meditation was. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. No and you, you guided me through it and gave me so many different options of how to practice and... 
Um, I think by my third class with you, it really stuck. I was like, oh, oh we know what we're doing. This oh is great. Yes. Um, and I also grew up in the same neighborhood as Jane, so mm -hmm. she kind of knew me through the high school days. Yeah, that's something I was actually thinking about is that it's interesting because we both grew up in this community called Emigration Place, which is, if you've lived here and you've seen it, it's a very specific world to grow up in. And we're both so grounded, and I just think that we have that connection, but which is inter what's interesting is that when we were growing up in that community, we didn't actually know each other. I was yeah. like friends with Taylor, she and I would take the bus together, you went to a different school. Yeah. And so we knew who each other were, but it wasn't like, what's up, Megs? Like, <laughs> we also were very different people back then, yeah, like totally. very different humans. Mm -hmm. We, I, I feel like I met, like really met you during the right time. Exactly. Like going to your meditation class, mm -hmm. I really connected with you too because mm -hmm. you come from a lot of the same background as mm -hmm. me, grew up in this community that was pretty conservative mm -hmm. and like a little bit of a bubble here in Salt Lake City yeah. and like we both kind of ventured out mm -hmm. um, and then yeah we both like found our home here again and I was a little bit lost so coming to you for meditation practice was mm -hmm. I'll always be grateful for that mm -hmm. um, but yeah I'm from Salt Lake City I'm a single mom so I have a four-year-old daughter and I'm a business major um, a yogi mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I love your podcast. The thing that <laughs> inspires me the most about your podcast is mm -hmm. that I'm such a dynamic person. Mm -hmm. Like I hate, I actually really don't love labels. Mm -hmm. I really like just getting to know people on a dynamic level because mm -hmm. I just think that as humans, we are more than just a degree. We're more than mm -hmm. just like, yeah, we are more than our sexuality, but like yeah. all of those things together, um, make us who who we are you know mm -hmm. and I think that putting people in a box is just not fair like yeah. we're all so cool and dynamic yeah. and um that's kind of what I'm about like I'm yes. starting to live my life in a very like dynamic way mm -hmm. and I'm feeling more freedom to do that and mm -hmm. it's really beautiful oh my gosh I love hearing you kind of express yourself that way because I think that I was thinking about this this morning when I knew you were coming over like for people who have maybe like seen you modeling or just like met you or seen you around like you're like this like cool girl tall model person you know <laughs> that like might be a little intimidating like might seem a little bit too cool at least that's what like I thought of you as for so long oh my you know? gosh <laughs> yeah and and it's funny because once we get to know you you are this like very dynamic, very easy to be around, so chill, so funny. Like you just really accept everyone as they are. Like I don't think that you have like a judgmental cell in your body. And it's just, I'm so grateful that you're in my community because we need that and like that reflects me too, hopefully. And what I'm thinking of is actually when I very, very first got Reiki certified and started giving offerings out of my living room at my old house. I feel I maybe you had come to my classes first, mm -hmm. but I feel like that was my first time like truly connecting with you as a person. And also one of my first times like truly connecting with a client in a Reiki session. 
Yeah, that was insanely powerful. I did not believe in Reiki. I was very skeptical. <laughs> yeah, there you um, and I <laughs> walked into Jane's living room and she's like, lay down and meditate and I'm going to do this. And um, yeah, I, we had a very powerful session mm-hmm. that day. Um, that actually, that changed a lot in me. Mm-hmm. I was going through a big breakup and I was feeling really not seen and not mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. in this world and it was it was so powerful and so mm-hmm. freeing like I think that I felt it through my whole being mm-hmm. that and it 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 wasn't just like you it was like I really felt it within me you mm-hmm. know and it was coursing through me that mm-hmm. I could be this dynamic and free person yeah. it was beautiful and I remember that I think I felt it like in my hips Mm, (laughs) and I think we hold a lot of emotion in our hips. Oh yeah. Um, So I think maybe like that chakra or that area was just Mm. like I was holding so much back and so much tension and so much like yeah safety was scarce Mm. for me at the time. Mm -hmm. Feeling safe, being Mm -hmm. feeling held, feeling loved, Mm -hmm. feeling like I had direction. It was just so scarce to me Mm -hmm. then. Um. Yeah, I remember that session vividly. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I, I remember just, it's crazy to me to remember that that was you because you have transformed completely since that. But I just remember, and that's the interesting thing about Reiki is that it's not really like me doing much. Mm-mm. It was like your own body needed to be reminded that you were safe in your body and that you were creating safety and that you were strong enough to be safe. And it was just, to me, really meaningful to be able to, like, create a safe space for you just so that you could access that within yourself. Yeah, it definitely accelerated that. Like, mm-hmm. I could feel myself trying to access that through other things in life. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just need a job, and I just need a house, and mm-hmm. I just need all these things to feel mm-hmm. safe. No, it was, like, always in me that whole oh time. Gosh, and now, that. here I am, yeah. and it's... Um, yeah, it's been a beautiful process. I do feel like a different person. It's very yeah. it's weird to say that, but mm-hmm. yes, I do. You're more of who you actually are. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're like way more just who you're <laughs> supposed to be. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Let me see what other what other notes I had. Well, one thing that I just think I was curious about because I didn't know you when we were teenagers and I saw you from afar and I would hear Taylor be like, this is what Megan was doing today. I feel like you went into like the modeling world at such a young age. And I'm just curious about like what that was like and if you're still working in that industry at all. Um, Okay, yeah. My modeling journey was really um, quite a – actually quite a big thing in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I was 13, I was scouted – by someone at a concert Mm -hmm. and my sister was like you're going to this meeting you're gonna go be a model my little sister is like my biggest cheerleader (laughs) and so she dragged me to this meeting and I was recruited to model in New York with Ford um wow and it was it was a it was a mind trip because Mm -hmm. before then I was so oblivious to my height I was oblivious to my looks Mm -hmm. I was very much so just I want to play basketball I just want to be a dorky (laughs) 13 year old and live my life Mm -hmm. and be kind of just like I just didn't know who I was Mm -hmm. like that that age is so hard you just are trying to figure out who you are um I mean at least for me and 
Yeah, so I was kind of thrown into the fire of the modeling world. Like, I was out in New York, I was doing castings, I was at shoots, and then I just come back to my little, like, Salt Lake City bubble and do high school and play basketball and, like, try to live that life. So, but it was so different going out to New York Mm -hmm. um, and then coming back here because in New York, like, sexuality and Mm -hmm. art and culture is just so Mm -hmm. normal Mm -hmm. and in Salt Lake, it just, I just didn't get those, I I didn't get those freedoms that mm-hmm. I did in New York. And wow. so, um, I think it opened my mind up to like, oh my gosh, not everyone lives this way. Mm-hmm. Like, some people live so much differently than oh, we do cool. here in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I traveled a lot as a kid, but I never lived in another place for, you know, mm-hmm. weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So that definitely opened me up a little bit. It gave me confidence. I was always really self-conscious about my height. Mm -hmm. I was six feet when I was 12 years old. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) So it was really awkward. It was so awkward. No one wanted to like hang out with me. I dated people who were older just because they were a little bit taller. Um, I had, I was, yeah, I was, I like just puberty was weird like I was Mm -hmm. so I was so thin Mm -hmm. everyone thought I was anorexic Mm -hmm. I just didn't gain weight very easily Mm -hmm. um and I was just lanky and like silly and Mm -hmm. 13 (laughs) and so and then yeah I did that all through high school I actually I model here and there in Salt Lake sometimes it's mostly a bridal shoot niche here yeah (laughs) which is really (laughs) funny um it's probably like my least favorite type of modeling yeah I think modeling to me is so special to me because one it taught me business and marketing Mm. and that this whole thing of like body image is a scam Mm -hmm. like people Mm -hmm. are they just I went to castings where everyone looked like me Mm -hmm. it was bizarre weird like everyone in the room looked just like me and Mm -hmm. it was just it creeped me out a little bit Mm -hmm. I was like why do I fit this (laughs) and people would be like, oh, you're so lucky you fit this. And I'm like, okay, I'm still trying to understand why this is the ideal body type. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and so, like, the business side of it is just, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, the marketing was cool. And then I think the biggest impact it had on me was self-expression. Like, oh, cool. I was forced to be in front of a camera, mm-hmm. and they're saying, look sexy, look sad, look happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to tap, I mean, you can't, People say that it's fake, but you can't actually fake it. Mm-hmm. You actually have to tap into something that makes you feel sad, grumpy, mm-hmm. sexy, mm-hmm. happy. Like, you can't just have yeah. that expression yeah. and not tap into that stuff. Yeah. So I think on a deeper level, I was learning how to express myself. That's so cool. Um, and then I was learning how to be a little bit more confident and walk mm-hmm. and hold myself taller. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm I'm always grateful for that. So it was good. It was, it was overall good for It you. was overall good. Yeah. Um I know the modeling industry is brutal. Yeah. So if you don't have tough skin, um, you know, I just I never took it personally when I didn't get gigs. Mm-hmm. In fact, I went and got a hamburger after most of them. Like <laughs> I just in my mind I was like, Hey, I fit this body type, but if it doesn't work out, we're not yeah. gonna force it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had like there was girls around me starving themselves mm-hmm. and dieting and I just never fell into that really Mm -hmm. somehow I think basketball and athletics really helped me with Mm -hmm. that is like it's a really healthy way to be like what can my body do Mm -hmm. like what can I push it to do to be strong and 
like how does it function you know not yeah. just like how does it look because when you're out there on the court you're in baggy shorts they're not flattering <laughs> and you're sweating and you're pushing girls around you're getting knocked down like it's really not yeah. pretty it's like the opposite of pretty yeah <laughs> um that's so funny because to me that's like the sexiest thing is like <laughs> a girl in basketball shorts like pushing around other girls I'm like oh I like this visual <laughs> okay Jane well if that's your time that's <laughs> Well, I mean, like, society-wise, yeah. Exactly. It's not, like, the standard, like, yeah. pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I really enjoyed that. I, like, I liked doing both. And then when That's it so came cool. time to choose, mm-hmm. and I got a basketball scholarship, and I had to choose mm-hmm. between basketball or modeling, I chose basketball. Wow. Because there's not a lot of control with modeling. You, mm-hmm. It's a lot of the luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. Genetic lottery. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. A lot of it is just things that are not in your control Mm -hmm. and with athletics and with school it's endless you can get you can get stronger Mm -hmm. as a person Mm -hmm. you can get stronger physically Mm -hmm. no matter what age you're at Mm -hmm. you know so I chose that because I think I was more passionate about it overall but I kept modeling sometimes and I do photography and I did I paint and so yeah I mean a lot of the like art side rubbed off on me and I'm a lot more confident of a person because of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely a lot more cultured because I lived there for a little bit on and off. Yeah. I think. And yeah, it definitely opened me up to the world at a young age. And Beautiful. Yeah. I, I'm very grateful for yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I can see how that influenced you positively. And it's funny because just hearing you talk about how like you you do have to learn to model. And I know this. Like I go and I do like branding shoots and I'm like I don't know how to do this. Like, I really need someone to come tell me how to pose. And um, what's cool is that if you know Megan and you just talk to Megan and then you see pictures of her modeling, it's like, whoa, you totally are, like, channeling a whole different expression of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really cool. It's definitely a talent that you have. And so I'm glad to hear that it has this, like, positive influence. In your yeah. Life. I, d- I also have a psych degree for my bachelor's, so... In positive psychology, they actually teach you to, like, stand in front of a mirror to get ready for a presentation and do, like, uh-huh. power posing. Uh-huh. Because then you'll be more confident going into your presentation. I love it. So, I mean, there's, there's like, truth to, uh-huh. like, when you tap into that stuff and mm-hmm. express it, it really does come through yeah. in your words and your actions. Yeah. Later, like, throughout the day. Yeah. That's so interesting. Oh, my gosh. I have so much to learn from you. I'm like, <laughs> wait, okay, let's go back and you teach me how to model. But we'll talk about that later. Perfect. Because there's, it's funny because like Megan is one of those people that like you can't put a pin in her. You, you can't. Like we can't pin you on like, oh, she's just a model because you're not like, and you're not just a mom at all. Like, and that's what I love about you. But here I am having an episode where I'm like straight up labeling you super (laughs) hard. I I have a clear intention for this episode and as whoever's listening can see it's called bisexuals they really do exist and (laughs) this is an episode that I have always just kind of wanted to make and I you know obviously you come to mind you're a close friend and a student of mine and you have kind of used this identification for for a long time like you've been you've been pretty like settled into it for quite a long time and I don't identify that way, and I want this show to be way more of an expression of sexuality and fluidness and queer life than it has been so far, and so 
this is kind of one of those topics that I really wanted to bring in. So to begin, my first question is just like, when did you know that you were not straight? I think that's usually the easiest. <laughs> that is like the most common question. And it's so funny because a lot of people ask me this and I'm like, when did you know, like, usually straight people ask me this question mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, when did you know that you were not gay? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's I think, hard to answer it. Yeah. It's hard to pinpoint it. I mean, I think attraction is pretty innate mm-hmm. within us. Um, but like sexuality comes with kind of experimenting and seeing if you really, are like pleasured from that mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um like there's a spectrum you know it's not just mm-hmm. like one or the other but um I definitely knew at a very young age yeah. like maybe nine or ten I mm-hmm. definitely knew that I liked both sexes like mm-hmm. I was attracted to both sexes um and then I did I did come out to my mom when I was 12 that's amazing yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> And, like, knowing your mom, I'm curious what that was like. (laughs) Oh, my mom, bless her. She has done the work. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. You know, she has her her flaws, too. She's still working through stuff, but, like, she Mm -hmm. has really done the work. She is, like, I am so proud of her. Um, We... We've also just thrown her into the fire. Like my my siblings and I, we're just like, you need to get around this. <laughs> um, and she did, so it's really beautiful. Um, but yeah, the first time so I was raised in a Christian home, like mm-hmm. we went to church mm-hmm. every Sunday, and yeah, the first time I was like, hey, I think I like girls and boys, and I didn't know what bi was, mm-hmm. but I was like, I like girls and boys, like romantic or I I don't know what I said (laughs) I want to kiss them (laughs) something like that yeah I want to kiss girls and boys um because she asked me why I kissed my friend on the lips I think at school and I was like because I want to kiss girls and boys and I remember like comments when I was younger of like "Ooh, that boy's looking at you and that boy and that boy and that boy and I was like Mm mm-hmm I I don't always care that you're pointing Mm -hmm. this out. It Mm -hmm. was very strange. Um, But, yeah, I was just like, I think I like girls and boys. And she was like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Just like a straight up, like, no. Because there's like Adam and Eve, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to like listen to her. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, but I still want to kiss girls and boys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And she was just, no. (laughs) So that was the one conversation we had. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I identified, like, I told my friends this, like, um, close friends, and I didn't know, and then, yeah, there was a label for it, so I, like, identified as bi, and I was, I told my sister I'm bi, and everything, um, And this was, like, in your teenage This was probably years? middle school. Middle school? Yeah, oh. and then high school, yeah, I think I... Yeah, high school was rough. Like, everyone, especially back then, like, Mm -hmm. they didn't have the, like, wokeness as teenagers today, I feel like, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But back then, it was, like, so, just being, like, woman on woman was so Mm hypersexualized. Yeah. Um, And I felt like people just didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. Like, people just didn't believe that I liked Mm -hmm. boys and girls. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like there's a lot of boys saying hey why don't you make out with her in front of me to prove that you like girls Mm -hmm. or and it's just a lot of toxic stuff you know yeah um and I totally fell into a lot of that Mm -hmm. because I didn't know yeah I didn't know I was just like out there floating experimenting Mm -hmm. um yeah so I definitely let's see I'm trying to think of where to go but I had my first experience sexually with a girl when I was yeah when I was 12 like shortly after I told my mom no that I want to kiss girls and boys and she was like no And I was like, okay, well, I was just going to go do it anyway. <laughs> do it anyways. That's amazing. And it was incredible. Oh, I was like, oh, my gosh, you. this feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I was, like, around 12. And I was just, yeah, this feels really good. Mm-hmm. And then I had experiences with sexual experiences with boys. And mm-hmm. I was like, this also feels really good. <laughs> like, do I have to choose? <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Um. So, yeah, I kind of had a steady boyfriend through high school you actually it was Mm -hmm. our neighbor Mm -hmm. yeah he would give me rides to school in the morning (laughs) we were homies he was he was actually really sweet he was the sweetest he was so sweet um so we were like on and off he knew Mm. that I liked girls Mm. and he was supportive Mm -hmm. like it was very strange and he didn't really hypersexualize it like he thought it was he'd be like oh that's hot but then when we were in public like he would never just like say something that was Mm -hmm. that doubted that I was straight or like that was like super sexualizing that I liked women Mm -hmm. um so I don't know I really I I feel lucky to have met him Mm -hmm. oh good (laughs) and I think and he was okay with me like experimenting with with girls um without like you know we were kind of on and off sometimes Mm -hmm. but we always came back to each other and, like, supported each other, and it was really beautiful. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of that's kind of where <laughs> it all started. <laughs> I've been pretty settled in my sexuality for a while. I feel really lucky. Yeah, you've got years on me, girl. I feel really lucky. Um, but, yeah, the, the demeaning comments, all the weird questions, mm-hmm. they didn't stop. They still mm-hmm. don't stop. So, um, I actually had a teacher at my high school that was she she was lesbian and she had a partner they were married they had a kid together um and she was like do you want to start this lgbtq club and i was like yeah i do no way. and so we did and i remember like when i was applying for colleges they were like do not put that on your resume what yeah which like nowadays that would be so cool to have on your yeah. on your application or resume uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like some of the, the advisors were like, don't put that on your resume. Oh my and my mom God. was like, do not put that on your application. What? Um, I ended up getting a scholarship to an all women's school, which was super for it. <laughs> um, so that was good. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. It's interesting because I am hearing, you know, when I feel like when you first come out, especially if you're young everybody over-sexualizes you immediately. Like, there's no sanctity around this person just came out, let's be sensitive, give them space, let them be who they are. Like, nobody gives you that space. And it's very quickly, like, I'm going to over-sexualize you, I'm going to label you. The amount of threesomes you get invited to, the amount of people who are like, 
oh, do you have a crush on me? It's like, no, I've never had a crush on you. Like, it can be so overwhelming. Yes. And I know that it was it was for me when I came out because I didn't come out saying I'm anything. I came out saying I broke up with my boyfriend because I fell in love with a woman for the second time. <laughs> and everyone started labeling me. And I remember one night being at a bar with some of my friends and um, – I don't know how the conversation came up, but I just heard my friend say to her friend that I had just met, like, oh, yeah, Jane's bisexual. And I just, like, felt so upset that she had, like, chosen for me. And everybody was. But for some reason, and this is why I feel like bisexuals need more love, and so because for some reason that triggered me the most rather than, like, (laughs) it's just a phase, this and that. But that's because, like, I'm... I'm I'm pretty gay. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wasn't that sure yet because I I I felt like if I said like I am gay and I only want to date women, then it would have like <laughs> fly in front of my mouth. <laughs> I had just gone out of a four year relationship with a man that I didn't want to be like dissolved as like a fraud. And I think now we're all in a woke enough place where we can all say, like, that wasn't a fake relationship. Like, it was still yeah. meaningful, you know? And I can still say that, like, I left that relationship because I was gay. It doesn't mean that the relationship wasn't meaningful anymore. But there was a layer of that that made it, like, harder for me to come out and get that space. And then I think it's interesting how you say, like, oh, I wish I could word it exactly how you just did. But, like, people will sexualize you and we're so vulnerable to it that we don't know to, like, protect ourselves. And that's the other scary part of, like, being a baby gay. (laughs) Baby gay. It's like, I guess if there's any baby gays listening, like, people will do this to you. People that I love and respect, couples, will just come up to you and be like, so we've been talking. (laughs) And as soon as that conversation, it's like I know the look in the eyes that they're giving me when they're going to think that I would be interested in going home with them. I mean, my theory (laughs) is just ask. Like, yeah, I just like ask what people want to be labeled. Mm -hmm. Ask what, give space for that. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just, yeah, I got labeled as, oh, you're just a confused straight or, Mm -hmm. oh, honey, that's cute. Or like, Mm -hmm. yeah don't you have a boyfriend? Like, or, you know, like I'm, conf- I, I mean, I think it's really nice when people admit that they're confused. Exactly. I think yeah. actually admitting that you don't know mm-hmm. and you have some questions mm-hmm. is better than just saying, well, aren't you gay or aren't you straight or yeah. aren't you bi? Um, like, I just think that's the way to go, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. Most people know this is mm-hmm. pronouns, everything like don't just ask, just ask. Yeah. Like, I don't mind answering. And I, even if I didn't know, I'd be like, well, I don't really know. I don't need to, ex- you also do not owe anyone an explanation. You do not owe like, you anyone. You can literally just say, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. tell you this or yeah. talk about this with you. I, mm-hmm. this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can straight up say that. Yeah. Baby gays should know. You yeah. do not have to explain yourself to anybody. Just say that you're a baby gay you and can move just, on. You <laughs> listen I'm a baby gay give me my space (laughs) look I'm a dynamic human being (laughs) right let me grow I know some people don't like any labels like Mm -hmm. I think whatever fits you 
is is okay. Like, mm-hmm. whatever's fitting. If you do want a couple to come up to you and mm-hmm. look you in the eye and ask you to go home with them, <laughs> which, you know, is something that I have liked. <laughs> Megan's like, I appreciate that, but Jane doesn't. Everyone take that on your record. So, best thing to do is ask. <laughs> because yeah. we live in a, you know, consensual, more consensual we time. We do. <laughs> And but back then people would just make assumptions, I feel mm-hmm. like. And I do think that's where times are changing. Um, and I think it's where there needs to be more work done. But mm-hmm. yeah. I do appreciate people who give people the space to come out. Um because mm-hmm. it's so important. Like and it's important that you feel empowered to to identify yourself the way that you mm-hmm. want to be identified. Mm-hmm. Um or be spoken to the way you want to be spoken to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, it sucks, but it's a lot of like self-awareness work mm-hmm. and just what you feel comfortable with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think giving, if you're like, it, it's like there's kind of two sides to this. There's the person that's trying to come out or maybe doesn't want to come out or maybe doesn't want to talk to you about it. It's like, if you know someone, like I noticed that my hairstylist was transitioning, mm. but I was like, I am not going to say anything until he or they, because I still wasn't sure, mm-hmm. wants to tell me what's going on. But I just couldn't help but notice that every time I've seen you, you look a little bit different. And it was so nice to just allow him that space to share that with me when he felt safe. And then the relief of like, oh, it's not a big deal to yeah. her. Like, this is just, ah, oh. she already knew. Okay, beautiful. Moving on with our lives giving people the space to just come out to you and 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 share when they're ready and I think what our family and our closest friends can do is be like and this is where I need to offer more compassion and we all can if it's foreign to them and if it's confusing to them that's why labels come in give me some words to use to describe <laughs> you so that I can understand what's going on with you and that essentially is harmless and I think that all of us have the responsibility to like not be too victimized by anyone's mis- yeah. mistakes, misunderstandings, mispronouns, whatever it is. Yeah. And at the same time, like you, you just you never have to explain yourself to anyone. If you're on the other side of this, yeah. where you've come out, your life blew up, whatever. Like my life blew up, and it was like everybody needed an explanation out of me, and it was just like give me some space. Yeah, just let let people be open when they're ready and let people be who they are. It's like, I don't know how often I need to say I mean, that. on the contrary, like, no one has, I've never seen someone come out as, like, straight. <laughs> like, no one grills, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I yeah. haven't experienced many straight people who are yeah. like, oh, I told people I was straight and they grilled me about why. That is so funny. <laughs> like, if you're listening and you're straight and you're hetero and you're cis, just, like, get on your stories right now. Just like, hey, everyone. <laughs> I wanted you to know I that I identify as a female. <laughs> and I'm cis and I'm straight. She, her, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I feel like it is so important to have space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's empowering mm-hmm. when you get to tell people yourself, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then you get to the place where, like, I am in my life where, like, I could give, yeah, I could not care less what you <laughs> yeah. think I'm doing or who I am. <laughs> And I think that comes with the fact that I got the space and the time to find out who I am and be comfortable in it instead of trying to, like, prove it to anybody. 
be who you are. I feel privileged to have had that space. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I really do. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting how after we come out or label ourselves as anything and want people to know that, there's this subconscious part of us that kind of wants to, to prove to people that it's true. I think that, again, that's kind of a baby gay thing, and we that grow out of it. That is such a baby gay thing. Mm-hmm. I, definitely, I definitely engaged in some very toxic behavior when mm-hmm. I was in high school because I just felt like no one understood that I liked women and men. And I was just <laughs> – and then once you start trying to, like, prove it and you're, like, being sexual and experimenting and telling people about it and you're like, Mom, whatever, you know, I – this is what's going on. And, you know, <laughs> there was so much of like, are you doing this for attention? That is oh such a bisexual thing. Is like, Or like just being with women. Like, are you doing this to be different so that you feel good about yourself and for attention? You like, just want to be special, my I remember my mom being like, you're not fucking special. Oh, am I allowed to, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> I Sorry. Can swear. She was like, you're not special, Megan. Like, <laughs> and I'm like... Yes, I am. Oh my gosh. But yes, you are. I am. But like, I just meant like, <laughs> yeah. I, I love not, how sure of yourself you were as such a young but person. But it's funny because I'm like, I'm not trying to be special. Yeah, like, I'm trying like, to. This is just who I am. I think at one point I was like, I'm trying to prove to you that I this is a real thing. This is genuinely. And not just to her, but like, I think at one point you start hearing so much stuff of like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you positive? you're just constantly quizzed on Mm -hmm. if you are Mm -hmm. not straight Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it gets to you. Like you kind of question your intuition before you even know how to conceptualize your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is, it was hard. And I definitely engaged in behavior that just like today would not feel right at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like I just, was kind of, I just threw myself into the fire. I was yeah. just like, I'm just going to go try everything because no one's, t- everyone's just quizzing me and I don't have any answers, so I'm going to go find them. Exactly. You're like, let me go find out, okay? Though, let me go like, figure it out. I'll be back. not your podcast, like the other episode of like, there were not resources. Mm-hmm. There was like no. the L word. The and the L word is the is, like, worst so resource. As much as I love that show and we'll talk about it all day. So bad. So, and <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I, I feel like I just recently have mm-hmm. been getting way, tapping into way more resources mm, yeah. and just being educated mm-hmm. and being like, no, this is okay. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Or, you know, hearing other people's perspe- perspectives, like social media definitely helps with that. Oh yeah. Um, I love it. Doing this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I look I look forward to that, especially mm-hmm. for my daughter who's gonna be the next generation. Oh, like yeah. there mm-hmm. are resources, there are people, there's access. Um so much less suffering and frustration. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, I think you're you're kind of leading into the the more like specific topic of I feel like and I don't know, maybe we've covered this, maybe we haven't, because there was the the one thing that you said, like I, I really feel like be, saying that you're bisexual hits differently than saying that you're get, you're gay yeah. because there's this like level of and I, I guess I'm gonna speak from like an outsider perspective and then you can share how that feels, which probably isn't great. but it's like 
there's always this like you're you're just a gate you're you're confused straight or you're just gateway to gay you know <laughs> you're, you're, you're bisexual is just a stop on the way or like you're not even serious you're mm-hmm. just trying to be cool mm-hmm. which is like the weirdest fucking thing because coming out is terrifying mm-hmm. and there's so there's so, and and it's just like this like I don't know. That's why I wanted to make this show, like, bisexuals, they do exist, because there's not enough being visible, and I feel like as a general population, especially of queer people, Mm. I don't feel like we're, like, taking you as seriously and including you in the way that we should be. I actually, yeah, I do have some stuff on that. I, yeah, I think that we're definitely seen as, the other stereotype is that we're sexually deviant, we can't be committed. Oh, yeah. Um, because we like two mm-hmm. different sexes or attracted to, that means we can't commit or be loyal. You're or just on everybody. All we the just time. fuck everything that moves <laughs> and we just you can't like, choose. we just can't choose. We just need, we have so much, we have like little self esteem, which is why we need a bigger playing field. Like, <laughs> oh it God. is like, there's so many stereotypes. Um, I don't understand why. And then I think, I think one of my, my first like very it was a really hard relationship I dated this woman who is lesbian and she we (laughs) are we gonna cut this out (laughs) oh my god I mean maybe I don't know how I just did that that was so embarrassing I'm just like Took a sip of water and some hot squirting. No squirting on this show, Jane. Oh my god, okay. Sorry, I just did You didn't even say anything that exciting. Like I know. I'm just what? like covering the water. Jane has a hole in her lip. Okay. Um Okay. okay. You were dating a lesbian. I was dating this. I was dating this lesbian. Well, yeah, she identified as lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was going pretty good until she. We went to this uh, pride event, and yeah, she was kind of like offended that I'm attracted to men. Oh. Um, and she was like, "You make us look not legitimate." She said that to me. You make us lesbians look like we're not legitimate. And it was done. I left. You were like, I was so embarrassed. Um, Happy Pride. Oh, my God. I definitely cried on the way home. Yeah, it was my first Pride, too. It was so sad. Um, Yeah, so I feel that. um, There is this, like, there are certain communities that are like, oh, yeah, mostly that one where it's like you make us look like. We're not actually gay. <laughs> okay, like, you know what's oh coming to mind? I, I can't... I'm just being, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just being who you yeah. are. This... Did this person identify as a gold star lesbian? Um, oh my I gosh, have you not heard this I term? Heard, no, I have not. I'm oh like, my oh. god. It's I, that? That's good because we're not hearing it anymore, <laughs> which is wonderful because I was so over it. What I wrote a whole it? thing about it once. Being a gold star lesbian means that you've never slept with a man. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so... That is... Inherently wrong. 
and oh fucked. Oh my gosh, that is fucked up. But I feel like this woman, this person you dated, would probably identify um, that way because you get a gold probably. star. I did not. I had zero stars. <laughs> you get a gold. That's like, oh yeah. my god, that like. That always bothered me, and, like, I would notice that certain people would, like, brag about it, and, and then it would be, like, so those of us who don't have gold stars, like, are we less than? Are we not as valid as you? Yeah. And so it's just interesting that you say that, because to me, that is, like, a lesbian-ass toxic trait community. Yeah. That, like, it, uh, okay. Like, there's qualifications now? Like. Yeah. So you're saying that if <laughs> if I get caught sleeping with a man one time in the rest of my life, my gold star gets taken away? It's like, this is not what we stand for. And that's kind yeah. of where this kind of, like, angry, man-hating, lesbian feminism can bloom and blossom and flourish. <laughs> and we're obviously not a part of that team. Um, but I think that kind of ties into the bisexual thing because there's a lot of people who identify as lesbians and like sleep with a man here and there and it it doesn't change anything yeah I don't I don't know about that because I I've always identified as bi yeah I can't really relate but Mm -hmm. I I did feel very excluded Mm -hmm. um from that group so it was yeah and I think there is this very like patriarchal essence of like I've noticed (laughs) like if a man is slightly exploring the gay realm he's all the way gay like Mm -hmm. he's already like society just puts him in the Mm -hmm. gay box you know Mm -hmm. and if you're if you're bi no you're confused you actually like men Mm -hmm. you're not actually gay so you're in the straight if you're a girl (laughs) yeah if you're a girl if you're a woman Mm -hmm. So there's sort of this patriarchal thing mm-hmm. of, like, we should just be attracted to men. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> of, like, if you are slightly attracted to men, that means you are all the way. Yeah. And yeah. if you are a woman attracted to a woman, you are only in that box. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just not – it's just – it's a very – yeah, it's a very, like, patriarchal dynamic mm-hmm. of thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's where it stems from. Mm -hmm. But to me, even talking to some of my friends who are are gay, men who are gay, um, yeah, they're like, I experimented and all of a sudden I was just in this box. You're there. (laughs) And then they're like, no, I'm actually actually married to a woman now. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, sexuality is not here or there. It Mm -hmm. is like, I think, and I think over time too, we just, we can't make assumptions that it's that rigid, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. It's definitely fluid. And I think that whether you are actually having sex with someone or you're attracted to someone, that also is very that also is very different. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't be committed. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't be loyal, no mm-hmm. matter your sexuality. Mm-hmm. I know straight people who go to the movies and they're like, oh, if I had a hall pass, <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're... You know, that's normal. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, or yeah, whether you're monogamous or not, Mm -hmm. like you can definitely be committed to Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. and you can definitely be very healthy Mm -hmm. in the way that you have sex with people or interact or are attracted to people. Like, I think a lot of it is just finding what's right for you Mm -hmm. and what fits you. 
mm-hmm. and not letting society put you into a box. <laughs> <laughs> How often do we say that? Like, don't go in the box. Don't go in the box. Don't go in the box. <laughs> and what I see happening with, like, just the letters, and I feel like I've complained about this plenty of times, like the LGBTQIA, not that I don't think people deserve identification. It's like, when I see those words, yeah. it's like, so which box do you fit in? Are you in, you're in the B box? <laughs> yeah, like P-Q-R-Z-Y-2-K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, I'll circle that one, and that's uh. Megan, and that's it for you. When really... I want to see a real rainbow. <laughs> That's just a real rainbow, maybe with a Q in the middle. And the colors bleed into each other. And, 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 yeah. it's, and it's because what we're really speaking to and where this conversation is leading to is this idea of like sexual freedom and fluidity. Because even in the ways that I identify differently from you, it's like holding us both back in some way. Yeah. When actually... We're both just people who want to experience more freedom, it, not just sexually, but like romantically and like platonically and mm-hmm. just like in our lives. Like mm-hmm. you said, you're a dynamic person. And I think that if our community, if we could heal all of our wounds that make us want to be gold star lesbians and make <laughs> us want to not date girls who aren't, which is and, so fucked. And tell people that they're confused. Exactly. And... Tell people that they're confused, you know. The, the wounds within our community where we try to, you know, tell bisexuals that they're not real or tell gay men that they need to act this way. All of that, again, like, oh, you got out of the straight cis het box to just climb into the LGBTQ box. That's really fun. I just, I'm ready for it to be dissolved into this rainbow where we're just free. And it's not like, mm, I saw Megan kissing a girl last weekend, but then this weekend she's kissing a guy and Oh man, what does that mean? I need her to explain wow. it to you me. You sound like my mom's friends in <laughs> high school. <laughs> exactly. When it's just like, uh-huh. oh cool, sweet, good for her, nice, awesome. And what's interesting, Megan, that I'm going to bring up with you now is that a lot of my students, you know, a lot of my students are on their, their a lot of them are baby gays, and I'm like more Yay. than excited to be supporting them and honoring them. And even, it's not even just my baby gays who ask me these questions. It's all people that I've gotten this question from of like, sometimes I feel like I'm not meant to be with just one person. Mm. And when they ask me this question, I'm like, do you want me to give you permission to be (laughs) non-monogamous? Like, you know, like, you're asking me this question and I'm, you know, your teacher and your mentor and your coach and... I'm just like, I'm just here giving permission slips of like, <laughs> then don't be monogamous. Like the amount of times I've been like, break up with a guy, you know, like I sometimes worry that I'm going to have like all these guys at my door, like you made my girlfriend break up with me. I'm like, I did not make your girlfriend break up with you. <laughs> she discovered she wanted more freedom and they're not wanting that. Like some of these girls that's like the last thing I want is another relationship with a man or a woman because they just want to date everybody they want to experience everyone they want to build relationships with everybody and I think that's so beautiful and I know that that's kind of how you feel too and I was wondering if you could speak to those people yeah that's actually um something that I'm kind of solidifying lately (laughs) but I'm starting to realize that I sort of have always practiced um non-monogamy open non-monogamy um I guess you could call it 
polyamory nowadays <laughs> um, or ethical non-monogamy. I think back when I wasn't practicing it so ethically because I did not have resources. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I was in middle school, high school, like, mm. yeah, we didn't have resources. I saw, I think a lot of like my where it's coming from is that I'm just a super honest person and Mm -hmm. I really want to live that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm being honest with myself, I do want to be with more than one person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have this capacity to do so. And actually, I think we all do, even Mm -hmm. if it's not in a sexual or romantic way. Mm -hmm. Like, we as humans have the capacity to love so many people. We love our family. We love our children. A lot of people have multiple children that they love. Mm -hmm. Like... We definitely have the capacity to have compassion and love and respect other people, whether it's romantic or not. But yes, like romantically and sexually, I am starting to define it for myself right now Mm -hmm. that I am definitely a non-monogamous person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is a bit intertwined with being bi, like most of the time... And this doesn't go to say that I haven't been single at times or I haven't just dated one person at times, you know. But, yeah, I do see, like, I do have the capacity to love more than one person. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something that we call compersion. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of compersion? I have, It's like the opposite of jealousy. Um, Seeing someone else love another person makes me really happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, like, living their life to the fullest and just living out of love mm-hmm. and living in love mm-hmm. makes me really happy. <laughs> and, and it's like knowing that you're not holding them back in any way. Yes, I felt like the, I mean, definitely, I think I had one relationship where they were like, don't cheat on me. I was like, I, I told you I want to be with other people. Mm-hmm. So if it's cheating, I don't want to do this because mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't want to be with someone who's not okay with that. I don't want to hurt someone either. So that is the exact question I was going to ask you because I think that bisexuals can enter a relationship and say, I just want to be with you. And like, that's a choice that I don't know why I'm saying, but like, I feel like bisexuals don't get that. Like no one gives them that choice. They assume that they're just going to sleep with everyone. Yeah, they do. But we all choose when we enter into a relationship, we're all choosing monogamy. Most of us are having that conversation. Like, I remember having that conversation with Bruno being like, I was like so nervous just being like, so I really want to know if you've been sleeping any with anyone else for the past few months because I really like you, you know, and I really want to be the only one. And, you know, that relief when they're like, oh, yeah, me too. I really want to be the only one. Like, we all have that conversation and we make that choice. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious for you when you're entering in a relationship and you say, oh, I'm not interested in monogamy, and they say, well, I am. Yeah, you say, I'm out. It's it's a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, I have that conversation, and they're like, no, I can wrap my mind around that, mm-hmm. and like, this is what I want. These are my boundaries. And I'm like, great, okay, mm-hmm. great. That's like the feeling that I yeah. have. Yeah, you're like, I'm like oh, oh, good, good. Relief. okay, oh, good, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it started out just being like, And it is intertwined with my bisexuality because Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I I, I think I just couldn't go for long periods of time without seeing the other, Mm -hmm. without seeing someone from the opposite sex Mm -hmm. or from the same sex, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the opposite of my partner, of course, for a long period of time. Like, mm-hmm. sexually, I needed that. Yeah. And I had, and I, it took me a long time to come to terms with that. Um, but, like, yeah, that is, that is a need of mine, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do know a couple of my friends who are married. They do identify as bisexual. Mm-hmm. Their marriage is not open. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very committed. Mm-hmm. They're definitely attracted to women. Mm-hmm. They feel like check out women with their with their husband, <laughs> but they'll never like they don't act yeah. on it. They yeah. just it's and they it's still just get attraction. to be bisexual. And they still get to identify. <laughs> it's still yeah. just as legitimate for them to yeah. identify as bisexual. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I feel like labels are not just like go get dates. Like, you know, labels are for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. It's not just to like Mm -hmm. announce to people that are like, Mm -hmm. that you're about to go date, Mm -hmm. like who you are, what you want. It's not just for that. It's also just knowing yourself. And, but yeah, so the non-monogamy thing is, uh, has never been new, but Mm -hmm. I did not have resources back then. And actually one of my partners, um, just recently gave me two books (laughs) and I was like, I kind of cried because no one has given me resources. So Mm -hmm. one of them that is really good is Polysecure. Okay. Um, and it teaches you like attachment styles and communications and like it, it actually is good for anybody. Yeah, like that sounds like a good for any yeah. relationship. But I kind of cried because I was like, why Aww. has no one ever given me resources? Mm, like yeah. it was so special to me because I had no direction. Yeah. I was just kind of like learning from people who were the same mm-hmm. and, you know, sharing experiences. But um, so that book kind of changed me. The other book that was really good was The Ethical Slut. I don't know if you've oh, read it. No, I haven't heard of that. It's just about like being honest and mm-hmm. like respecting boundaries and that word's, you know, that the word great. slut is so like, yeah, it's, it's such a charged a, word. Yeah, it's a charged word, mm-hmm. but in a sexually positive environment, it's actually not, yeah. it's not a charged word. I love that. <laughs> um, but so those two books changed my life. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think they they gave me this like guidance mm-hmm. and terms to like and tools to use mm-hmm. in my relationships. Like no one teaches you how <laughs> to have relationships in general. Yeah. I feel like you just learn from people who are modeling them from mm-hmm. you. And no one had I didn't grow up with anyone who was non-monogamous, mm-hmm. but I saw a lot of people cheating on each other. Exactly, yeah. Like I saw friends, parents, I saw some of my family members like it was really hard for Mm -hmm. me to digest that Mm -hmm. and I sort of took away that like I'm going to be an honest person Mm. like I don't want anyone to feel cheated on in fact that is like my worst fear yeah and that'd be awful (laughs) that is my worst fear yeah if someone is like are you cheating on me like and you're like yes I am no I wouldn't say that that. would be no and I think about that because no but like if you (laughs) If they weren't okay, if they weren't okay with my Mm non-monogamy, and they were monogamous, that just would not be okay with me. It wouldn't work, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, I think a lot of that stems from this sort of this trauma that I experienced of like, oh my gosh, people are hurting, Mm -hmm. hurting each other, not being compassionate about Mm -hmm. each other's needs, and like just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I I believe in honesty. Mm -hmm. I believe like if it's a fit for you, then it's. Yeah, then wow. it, like you can make it work. Yeah. Um, and if someone doesn't fit that, it's not meant to be, mm-hmm. you know? I love that you, that like the main point you're trying to make is that like honesty is important. And I think 
here we are with a resource for everybody because if I'm getting messages from people in my community that are almost like they, they don't know what non-monogamy is. They don't know that people are polyamorous. Just like when I was five years old, I didn't know that it was okay to be gay. So I was like, mm. don't be that, don't be that, don't be that. Like, that's not, nope, not cool. And so I want, you know, when I wonder and, and I want, I mean, it kind of sounds like this was part of your journey is like, almost like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm, I, 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 I can't, I don't want to be faithful to people. Like, I don't want to live in what's been modeled for us, which is that you marry your soulmate air quotes, and you stay with them for the rest of your life. Which works for some people. That works for plenty of people, and that's totally fine, but that's not one, that's not the one option, and I, I am just hopeful that for anyone who's listening, they can listen to Megan and be like, oh, I, oh, like, maybe, like, sigh of relief of, like, oh, I can just be, like, a free person, and the key, according to Megan, is honesty, like, radical honesty. Yeah, with yourself Mm -hmm. and others. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you can't really be honest with other people unless you are honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, I'm still learning that. I think Mm -hmm. we always are learning that Mm because, like, with ourselves, it's always changing. Um, But yeah, I think the key to that is just having compassion, Mm -hmm. being honest, being respectful, making sure that you're dating people who fit your boundaries and your values. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that works no matter what sexuality you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. There's like an overall theme here, but you know, just kind of, yeah, I guess I just wanted to like op- open space for that, that freedom of space because I, I have been in an open relationship. It was painful mm. for me. Mm. I have dated a person who was polyamorous and I have been like, didn't, didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Drama ensued far too quickly. And I wasn't even part of, I was like surprised that I was the one who wasn't creating the drama. (laughs) And now I'm, you know, in a monogamous relationship. And and it's funny because I think sometimes we ask ourselves like, well, what if, you know, we, we start, I I remember I had a friend who, one of our friends decided that they were non-binary. And then my very feminine friend was like, should I not be a girl? <laughs> it, wait, do I not? And it, and it's funny how we can like see what, and, and I'm like, well, Megan's, Megan's like non-monogamous now. I'm like, wait, am I supposed to be that way? <laughs> and it's, and it's funny to just return to like right now in my life. No, not, not yeah. that way. And it's funny how like I start to feel almost like Janie should be more open or like, you know, things like that where I'm just like, no, it's okay. Like if I were dating someone and they said, I can only do this if it's open, like I would be like, I might be willing to try it if I really like cared about them. Like if Bruna said that to me, I'd be like, I love you so much that like maybe I can learn something out of this. But if I weren't like madly in love, I'd be like, no. Yeah. I think maybe it's because I'm not grown enough. What? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm like. Maybe you need to evolve more, Jane. No, but I don't. Think I think it would that. be when I hear about compersion. I'm like, I love that idea. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I don't think every. I don't think that comes easily to everyone. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's easy to learn. Um, I think it's pretty like innate in me. Mm-hmm. 
particularly, and mm-hmm. I, I've had to have empathy that it's not always innate in mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like for me, it's, I mean, everyone gets jealous. I get jealous sometimes too, but mm-hmm. I think the compersion part of like being happy for someone else loving another mm-hmm. person, that comes yeah. pretty easy to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like don't feel like you're not involved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's the other thing. Polyamory, non-monogamy is so trendy. Like I'm not trying to be this goes back to the, oh, you're just trying to get you're attention. You're just trying to be special, Megan. You're just trying, Jesus. you're not fucking special. Um, <laughs> no, I, like, I really struggled with it because, yeah, on the one hand, I have people saying, oh, you're bi, you just need an open playing field, um, you, mm-hmm. I don't believe you, mm-hmm. um, you're sexually deviant, you just want to sleep with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Those are all the stereotypes I get. Yeah. Or, like, the funny questions are, like, so how many men versus women have you slept with? And I'm like, why does that You're matter? like, let's make a ratio for you to understand. No, I'm like, I'm not going to make a ratio for you. <laughs> um, so that's an awkward question um, that I, yeah, I don't really feel comfortable asking unless it's like a very close yeah. romantic partner that I trust. But it's just like stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I had this fear of like, if I come out as non-monogamous, if mm-hmm. I say this on this podcast today, mm-hmm. It's almost like feeding into that bisexual stereotype of like, oh my gosh, you do need so many people. Yeah. No, I don't. I choose my people just so, well, see, in high school, I didn't. I was I was in toxic relationships, mm-hmm. and even up till recently, actually, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I operated very health, healthily in mm-hmm. relationships. I don't think I had that awareness or the need for like really really deep connection I think a lot of it I was looking for a distraction or reassurance or trying to like fill that hole in my ego yeah trying to make someone believe me or Mm -hmm. who knows I couldn't pinpoint it because I was not self-aware at that time yeah but now I'm just like oh wow I am just feeding into that stereotype Mm -hmm. that everyone thinks that I just need so many people no I don't I actually look for really really deep connections with people if I'm seeing them, um, I wait just like you would if you were dating. I really mm-hmm. like if it's deep and it's like a really good connection. Sometimes it moves faster than others. Sometimes mm-hmm. I take my time, but it's just like, yeah, like right now, you know, I'm just seeing this person that I'm really truly connected with mm-hmm. and I feel incredible, like so in love. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's really beautiful and I like the freedom that I have to be myself yeah. and open that up and go make another connection mm-hmm. with another person if mm-hmm. I want to yeah. um so yeah it's kind of a beautiful thing I think the other thing too is that just my philosophy mm-hmm. I don't believe that everyone is going to meet every single need that I have mm-hmm. or one person yeah like I don't believe that one person is gonna meet every single need mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of true, like in life, even platonically, you find Mm -hmm. those people that are like meeting your safety needs and meeting your like caregiver needs or like whatever, whatever else you have, your provider needs, Mm -hmm. like your need to provide or like your need to go exercise and be healthy Mm -hmm. or meditate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I just think that humans are so dynamic and Mm -hmm. if you choose to do that romantically cool that's Mm -hmm. what I do um if you choose to do that platonically I think everyone needs that yeah um I truly I I do so we are definitely like 
<sighs> group beings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, romantically, like there's just so many stereotypes that you have to work around to be mm-hmm. non-monogamous mm-hmm. and it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, it is so much harder to be non-monogamous <laughs> than it is to be monogamous. Yeah. But for me, I know in the long term, it's easier because it's more true to who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the work, like communication, mm-hmm. the like, yeah, you know, relationship stuff. Yeah. It's harder because yeah. you're, you're with multiple people. Exactly. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely yeah. way more hard, way harder. But like, um, for me, the harder thing would be not to live that way. Yeah. So I had to... It wouldn't to, be authentic for you to live any other yeah, way. Like yeah. Like recently, I just had to like really weigh that out. Mm-hmm. Like, am I telling my family this because, you know, or my friends because if, you know, because I know it's going to be hard and mm-hmm. they need to like understand that or am I telling it because this is really who I am mm-hmm. and I was like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think... I appreciate you for your openness and your vulnerability today because I wouldn't just invite anyone onto the show to talk about their sexuality, you know, because I know how rooted and secure you are. Even if you're like, this non-monogamy thing is kind of new. It's like, <laughs> it's it's more like you're accepting this, like, I don't want to say accepting, you're loving this part of yourself. You're giving that part of yourself the attention and love that it needs instead of making it this like complex complicated thing you're living it and you're honestly just like you're just representing freedom for someone who like especially as like a single mom and like all the other things you have going on in your life like you're in school you you really represent so much freedom that like you're just living your life the way and I just I I appreciate you for coming on because we were just going to talk about like the bisexual topic at first but then I know you well enough to be like well can we are you willing to open that up further I knew that maybe some cliches would come (laughs) through and that's fine because the cliches are mostly true and that's great to let them be true and it's also great to break apart the cliches and allow people to just live how they are and I think that Megan just like you represent that really really well and so Thank you for coming on to Lioness to, yeah, to thank share you yourself. Thank you for having with me. Thank you all for like holding a very accepting and open space for me. I'm so grateful. Oh, thank you. Well, since I know you're a listener and you've been a student of mine for so long, I wonder if there's any, not even like a piece of advice, but like on your journey, something that you've learned that the listeners might want to know. Or maybe even just have validated or be reminded of that's such an important part of the journey. I know that's a super open-ended question. That is such an open-ended question. (laughs) You know, maybe if I went back to that first day you came to get a Reiki session with me and we could tell Megan, like, something she needed to do or know or understand. Yeah, I would just say it's so hard to know this when the world is telling you so many different things, but... I would just say, yeah, know that you are worth, like, being safe and held Mm. and loved and living your truth. Mm. I would just say, like, just know that we all, we have a right to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, But it is also a privilege Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. So don't take it for granted if you already do. Mm -hmm. And... Remember that that is your 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 right to do so wow. to be safe and loved and held and 
I know that's so cheesy, but like I, it took me a long time to actually Mm -hmm. realize that Mm -hmm. and to know that you can harness that yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, it's, it's all within, within you. You can harness it. Yeah. Yeah. I have watched Megan like rise from the ashes (laughs) into this like boss ass woman. That's just like, no one's going to tell me what to do. No one's going to tell me how to live my life. Like I'm going to run the show and it's just so inspiring. And I just think, yeah, a lot of people could get out a lot out of listening to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jane. Yeah. Couldn't run the show without you. <laughs> Literally. Well, I'm honored that you were willing to come here and, you know, <clears throat> have this maybe I mean, I don't think it was that uncomfortable, but I think that, you know, these are the topics that I want my audience to be thinking about and listening about, listening about, listening to <laughs> because as I always say, like we're all on a quest for freedom and our sexuality. And the way we identify is just a huge part of that. So thank you for representing what freedom can look like mm-hmm. for those who maybe don't know that it exists. And um, if anyone wants to come chat with you, how can they find you? Are you open to just making friends off of Lioness Podcast? Oh, yeah, you can follow <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on my Instagram, which I think Jane Wolf. I can tag it. In tag her. it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's called Keep Her Meg, so she'll tag it. I'll tag it below. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, if you want to say hi to Megan, go say hi to her. <laughs> and I was just remembering, um, you were at the very first Spacious Oasis. Yes. And you're going to be our special assistant at the next Spacious Oasis. So um, if you want to stalk Megan, come to Spacious Oasis. Yes, come see me. I'll be picking up and meditating. And Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. You're going to be a little bit a part of our team, and yeah. that's going to be really, really fun to have you there because you were already, like, house mom at the last <laughs> retreat, and we're like, let's at least, like, make it worth Megan's time if she's going to be house mom. So thanks for falling into that perfect role because I know the retreat's going to be even more smooth with you there. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Uh I hope you all can make it if you want to come. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Jane did a good job. Oh, thank you. It was such a good weekend. Like, the the community that we've created, Megan's a part of it. Um, I feel like I've had a few people on the show that are in that community. And, um, yeah, our next uh, Spacious Oasis, oh, gosh, off the top of my head, May 5th through 11th. May 11th. 12th through the 15th. (laughs) I think. Thank you. Yep. Spacious Oasis. I just, yeah. May 12th through the 15th in Page, Arizona. Um, our big king room has been sold. Some of the queens have been sold. So if you're wanting to come on that retreat and hang out with me and Megan and Perry and everyone else that's coming, um, get on top of it because we're going to be sold out pretty soon. That's why we're like not promoting it at all because it's just like, yeah, it's just like hotcakes. I you bet know? it was incredible yeah. last yeah. year. Yeah, when it... When it's that good, it's we don't need to push it that hard. So, yeah, but if you're wanting to be there and hang out with our community, get on top of it. And I'll leave the link for that in the show notes as well. Megan, thank you so much for coming to my house, reminding me that we can do things in person. Megan's like, am I coming to your house today? And I was like, uh, recalibrating. Megan can come to my house. We can do it in person. That would be so much more fun. So I'm so glad you came over and sat in this hot bright sunny room in my office with me I'm always in here alone it's nice to have you on this page it's a studio now yeah now it's my podcasting (laughs) slash reiki studio slash office thank you for having me yeah it's an honor (laughs) namaste